Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. My name is Graham, and with me today, and as usual, the very fantastic Jojo, my co-host of the forever. <laughs> forever. Yay. How you doing, Jojo? I'm okay, Graham. How you doing? Uh, we're doing. You know. We're doing. We're doing. We're doing. <laughs> That's what we can do. <laughs> Just plug it along. Yes, yes. And today we are talking about, we are discussing, it's a bit late, isn't it, for, because this series was premiered back in June on Netflix. It's- it did. Um, but, you know, we like to f- first make sure that we like something before we, we discuss it, you know. And so mm-hmm. we've taken our time. But today we are discussing the six-part series, The Woods. Yes. And uh, I, I think there have been some different versions of The Woods because The Woods is a very popular novel by American novelist Harlan Coben. Mm-hmm. But this version that we are talking about is the Polish version. And boy, I have to say, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, how about you, George? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i the one who forced you to watch it. So, <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I started watching it in part because of our special we did about foreign language films and TV series. Right. And this one popped up in my recommendations. I hadn't heard of it before, which I think is a, another reason it's, it's quote unquote, okay, that we're doing this late, because I don't know that many people will have heard of it, maybe, because right. uh, it kind of fits into the niche of the kind of things I watch. So I'm surprised that it never popped up in my suggestion list. But anyway, so yeah, that's, that's why I started watching it was because of our, our foreign language episode, because this, this is a Polish production. And I'd never seen a Polish production of anything before. So I was like, this is going to be, you know, a completely new experience. And I was just blown away and loved this show, this series. Um, I love the production. I love the actors. I just thought it was great. Yes, it was. It was. And I think there's something special about this show precisely because, you know, the uh, their ability to adapt... He, and I'm sure that Harlan Coben was not thinking about a particular place in Poland when he created, when he wrote this novel. But their ability to readapt everything into a situation in Poland was magnificent. And that kind of adaptation is what gives you all the good things that you can say about the class of the actors, the writing, and and as you said, the production itself. And it showcases their country. It showcases all the positive things that we don't know about the 
film industry in in a country like Poland. Yes, yes, I, I had, and this is this is pure ignorance on my part speaking, but I I had never would have, I've never thought of a an, a country that isn't the United States making a production about something that was written by a an American author. I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm used to the United States making things that have been written, you know, by the British authors and and Spanish authors and and Mexican authors and yeah. But I'm not used to seeing something from from anywhere that's based on something that was written in America. I don't know why we have some perfectly wonderful writers in America, but for whatever reason. My ignorant brain never thought of it that way. So to me, I was like, this is a very cool thing for me to see something that was written by an American, but from the Polish viewpoint. So I just, I, I was, that hooked me. Yes, yes. And with that said, though, let's go ahead and have you, Jojo, um, tell our audience <laughs> what this show is about. I mean, people may have read the book. Because it, it, it was, it has been a bestseller. I think it was written in 2000, 2003? 2007. 2007, actually. Mm -hmm. All right. So just give us a brief synopsis of what this series is about. So this series is, it kind of follows the story of a, a prosecutor in Warsaw whose name is Powell Kapinski. And uh, he was, back in 1994, a camp counselor, um, like a youth camp, a, sort of like a youth pastor type situation thing going on. Um, he was older than some of the children there, but not by very much. Um, and when I say children, it's really teenagers, yeah. mid, mid to, you know, like 15 to, to 19. And he was 20, um, when this happened. So, uh, there's something happens one night in, at the camp in 1994 and, um, some very bad things happen. Um, two people are murdered and, Two people go missing. And um, so Mr. Kopinski has tried to put all this behind him. He's become a car prosecutor. He has a beautiful family. He's had some terrible tragedies in his life. Um, but then he gets re he's reached out to by someone in the police force saying, um, we found this body. And uh, it has information about you, and we want you to come down to the morgue because we think this guy knows you. Mm -hmm. And so he comes down and recognizes one of his very good friends from the camp that supposedly died that night. And then it just goes from there, and um, it's it's just very good. It's it's a very good deconstruction of a man's life. Um, Mr. Kapinski. Um, it definitely shows the links that people will go to to protect their children. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, that's the overall, overall, uh, overarching uh, theme here yes. is, you know, 
what would you not do to protect your children? But I love it because there are so many details that come to play in in this entire story that it makes it complete. It's not a, you know, one-dimensional story about, you know, uh, Pavel Kopinski, you know, trying to to cope with, you know, things that happened a lot of years ago. But it's the dismantling of everything that went on (laughs) once the tragedy happened. Yes. And how a tragedy led to another tragedy and led to another tragedy. And towards the end, you're almost saying to yourself, none of this had to happen. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know. It's it's like the, the ripples in a pond, you know, you throw the yes. you throw the stone in the pond and everything is still, but the ripples just keep going out. And that's this shows all of the ripples and the repercussions and all of the things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. You are absolutely right. Um so again, I I I will I will put it up to you. We've already talked a little bit about about these, but um so what what aspects of of this the approach on on telling the story the storytelling part of this series what did you think of it um because i i think there is a special there's a special thing about uh, you know um back memories, like going back in time, you know, mm-hmm. and and it takes a very good director and cinematographer to be able to do that and do it perfectly. And I think they executed uh, the uh, flash memories very, very well uh, to the extent where you... Were as familiar with the character in the in the characters in the present as you were familiar with the characters as children back in the nineteen nineteen nineties. Yes. Uh, um, so how 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 did you feel about that? Yeah, I think you put that perfectly. That the 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 storytelling and as you said, the cinematography and the acting. You know, Laura, for example, the the actress who plays her as a young person and then the actress who plays her as you know an, 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 a grown-up person they are the same yes <laughs> i mean it, they 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 i don't know if they work together very well uh, you know to to make sure that they got some mannerisms down correctly or if they're related i have no idea but it was just it was wonderful and and i felt that way about all of them that yes you know for for powell pa- pavel I would know him as a young person or as an older person. You know, when he popped up on screen, I was like, oh, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and I've, you know, sometimes shows really lose you with that sort of thing. It's like, wait, who is this person? What is happening? What and, am I looking at? Right. <laughs> but um, I felt it captured 94 pretty well. I mean, I don't know what 94 was like in Poland, but I, I feel that, you know, with the music and the fashion and and some of the vernacular, I I thought matched up pretty well to to my memories. Yes. So with that said, so let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about 
the actors that we are so impressed by. Yes. The crazy thing about it is that all of these talents, all of the talents in there are from Poland. And they, you know, they're going places, man. Some of them are national treasure of Poland. I've done a bit of reading about, for instance, when you talk about the adult actor who played Pavel Kowinski, his name is Grzegorz Daminski. He's from a, a complete dynasty of actors. So his grandparents were actors, theater actors. His mom is a director and his dad is an actor. And he's got a couple of cousins that are also famous. So this dude, <laughs> this dude comes from one of those acting dynasties. And it shows, obviously. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's, you know, we say that a lot, but it's, it's almost as though this dude was born to be Pavel Kowinski. You know. Yes, yes. Um, and and, he, and, and I'd, I'd love to see more of these actors now that I'm familiar with them. Because, you know, net, thanks to Netflix, again, like last week, I think I remember saying, this is one of those things for which I'm grateful we have Netflix. Because Netflix is taking those steps. We have encountered now a lot of uh, South Asian actors, Eastern European actors, Middle Eastern actors that we've become familiar with and perhaps would have never encountered those actors unless they became very, very famous enough for Hollywood. But thanks to Netflix, we are getting to know these people and uh, their, their body of work. Yes. 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 As you said, I, I would very much like to see a lot of these people again. <laughs> yes. Uh, in something else and see their see their range and other things because I, I don't really think there was anybody on here that really jarred me as as a bad actor or, or uh, putting in a bad performance. Uh, everybody I felt was was very good, but especially the leads and and him in particular. Yes, so Gregor Damiski also has been in other Netflix series because I think this is the second series from Poland that Netflix has has aired. Uh, for some reason, unfortunately, I didn't encounter the first one, but I know it's still there. I don't remember. Is it The Border? The Border. He was in The Border, yes. He was in The Border. And according to what, what I'm reading here, he also played a minor role as Secret Service Sergeant Kunda in Schindler's List. Because he's not a very young actor either. He's like, 50-something, like mid-50s or... Yeah, I was surprised to learn um, of his age. I thought he was more around our age. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the character he's playing. So when I found out that, you know, he's he's more in his 50s, closer, closer to 60, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> well, again, we are more impressed by the kids, and so... Yes. The young man who played Pavel Kovinsky, we've talked about him several times. His name is Hubert Milkovsky. He nailed his character. He he's full of, of range and sensibility, this kid. He's Yeah. You know, he's 
the 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 one thing that I I am impressed with, he was. He captured the same, the same persona, the same personality of Pavel of never letting go of something he wants to know, he wants to find out about, even as a child. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, of course, he wasn't the same person. So it was very impressive to see how he translated all of these same qualities that adult Pavel has. And and as a child, he did the same thing too. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has a lovely range in showing the sort of heartbreak of a loss of innocence of kind of believing that everything's going to turn out okay to everything that happened that night in 1994 and the aftermath of that and all of the little ripples. And he, you truly see the man that he's going to become. Yes, yes, that's exactly, wow, yes, George. It's it's exactly what I think I was trying to say by saying he translated all of this sentiment into adulthood. Yes, he did. It's just the impressive part of, of him not being the same person, but like yeah. the transition was was flawless. Yes. You know, um, yes. yeah, yeah. You see, I always need your your input, man. Like I say, you'll be saying stuff, George. You'll be saying stuff, man. You know. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is again, this is one more one kid that I, I definitely would love to see what becomes of his career. And and I can only surmise that he's going to do absolutely great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I certainly hope so. I hope good things come to him. Yeah. For the only thing we know is a relative newcomer, and he appeared in 2018 in a World War II movie called Squadron 303. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Me neither. <laughs> but let's talk about the actor who played the adult Laura Goldstein, yes. and her name is Agnieszka Grokowska. And apparently she is an absolute big deal in Poland. Um, She's won the version of the Academy Award in Poland. And uh, she's it. You know what I mean? She's she's fantastic. Yeah, she she was great in this. I'm, I'm not familiar with her work. I hadn't seen anything that she'd done before this, but she just, she was lovely and... The chemistry and the electricity between herself and the actor that played Pavel was just amazing. Yes, they were able to perfectly portray the two people who have an encounter as adults and are living in this limbo of what if. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and they perfectly understand that things are not going to be like, they understand we are adults now and what we had was a little summer love that we think of, we romanticize far too much. So the reality right now is that we are adults. And in fact, what unites us is more of the tragedy of of, of that time than anything else, mm-hmm. you know. But it is on point, everything that happens between them. And as you said, 
the chemistry between the two actors is nothing but, you know, magical. She played in 2018 the mom to Elle Fanning on the movie Marla, which is supposed to be a drama teen spirit. For some reason, I'm familiar with the name of the movie, with the title of the movie Marla, but I can't tell you that I remember anything about it. I don't remember what it was about. I don't remember it being being advertised, but I know that there was a movie recently called Marla. Do you remember any of that? I I don't. I don't remember it. <laughs> it's not ringing any bells for me at all. Sorry. <laughs> I, I know. For me, it's just the name. But other than that, I don't remember anything about it. But some of the movies that she's been to, in 2012, she was in a movie called Shameless. And we're talking about Agnieszka Grokowska, the actress who played Laura Goldstein. She was in a movie called Shameless in 2012 and In the Velts. And also Darkness, another movie, and Beyond, Beyond the Steps. And lastly, Walesa, Men of Hope, and Upper Dog. So she has definitely stepped out of Poland to take some, some, some minor roles. But definitely she is an absolute big deal in, in Poland. And I hope that, obviously, she has shown her chops on this side of town and that she will be, you know, hired for more things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, uh, she has nothing to prove and, uh, she's, she's just, she was, she was lovely in this. Yeah. yeah she was. And of course, young lady who, who stole our hearts playing young Laura. Yes. Huh? <laughs> yes. Yes. Her name is Victoria Philus. And, she, you know, she's just described as an emerging actor. So, obviously, she's young enough that she hasn't been in a lot of things. But if this is her debut in anything, she is destined for great things, isn't she? She was so good in this. She was... The terrible things that happens between herself and and the and the young man in 1994, you know, they're kind of bound by trauma, and she, the things that affect her and her family, are so awful, and you know, came came as a surprise to me when when you know, when the car was graffitied and, and it came up with what it, what it said, I was like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, so I just, I, I, she was, she was so good in this and so good in the scenes with the actor who played her father in portraying, you know, the, the girl who's nearly a woman and suddenly having to almost be the adult you know, just having all of this kind of just dropped on her. Because dad, dad literally fell apart. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes. Know. Dad went all to pieces and yeah. she proved her strength. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she just, just, I can't say enough about this actress. I, I hope that she continues. I hope she gets lots of good meaty roles. I, I hope she gets nothing but good things because she's so good. Yes. Yes. Do you know, 
there's something about her that, and it's not even physical resemblance, but there's something about her ranch that reminds me of that little girl, uh, Jamie Lynn Ziegler. She played Mado Soprano on The Sopranos. Like, even though Jamie Lynn Ziegler was playing a very superficial character as Mado Soprano in The Sopranos, you could tell that she was so freaking good. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the character itself was sort of like effortless because, you know, you can play... A, 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 it's, it, I suppose it's easy to play an airheaded Italian mobster daughter, but you, can, you could tell that beyond that, she is, she, there's something about her that is like, like destined to be a great actress. And obviously, Jamie Lynn Ziegler, although she has not done much TV, because then lately she got diagnosed with uh, MS. Yeah. But she's done quite well in theaters. And, and she, I mean, she's shown her worth as an actress. And there's something about Victoria Phyllis, the young lady who played young Laura, that reminds me of her. Like uh, immediately when, like when you see her presence in a scene, you know, you know, you're looking at something destined to be great. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. So, the actress who played the mother of Pavel, so Mrs. Kopinski, her name is Eva Skubinska. And from what I can surmise, from what I've read, she is some sort of like Polish Meryl Streep, if you will. Okay. She is, <laughs> she is like adored and very well-respected uh, actress. Um, so what did you think of her? I, I liked her. I kept thinking that I had seen her in something else and it drove me up the wall. <laughs> It was like every scene she was in, I was like, God, what else have I seen her in? But I haven't seen her in anything, which may just be a testament to her acting, to the fact that she was able to nail a mom <laughs> yeah, very well. And her, I didn't really care for the character very much at first um, until you kind of have her, more of her life story revealed to you. Right. Because right. um, at the beginning of it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this character, yeah. you know, it just kind of seems a little two dimensional. I'm not real sure. But then when some more things were revealed, it was like, oh, that's the why, yeah. the why she is that way. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. It was, you know, she, she didn't play a flawless character. It was a character full of, of some qualities that are you know, outright offensive, if you will, mm -hmm. in the sense of there was a point there where you could tell that she was playing the two-goodism game between her son, Pavel, and the, the what's his name, the other kid. And and I hate, I hate, I, I hate those situations. Like, you know, yes. don't play with this kid because we're too good for, for, for them kind of thing. Yes. Oh, I yes. I later understood that she was just being overprotective based on her own situation in and what she was trying to avoid. So that as you said, the more you get to know 
a, a character and obviously in real life that's the same issue too the more you get to know someone you un- the more you know of their story then you'll understand why they act a certain way yeah but yeah as you said she the one thing i can tell you is that from photos and some videos that i've seen this lady managed to play a very raggedy looking doctor <laughs> looking more like a housewife than than whatever but she is an absolutely elegant dame <laughs> <laughs> she is a beautiful lady man i'm telling you it's unbelievable the transformation that she's got there you know, on screen versus when you just see some recent pictures of her being all glamorous she she is fantastic looking <laughs> but yeah the girl who played Camilla, Camilla mm-hmm. Kopinski, the young actress, her name is Martina Buchikovska. And I, I was sorry that there wasn't more of her yeah. in the series. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a chemistry between her and Pavel. And, you know, I have a younger sister and like, you know, you can tell the sister that makes it her life mission to get on, on the big brother's nerves. <laughs> and, you know, that, that chemistry was playing very well between the two of them. But otherwise, but, you know, Pavel was obviously crazy about his little sister too, you know. And so, and she, 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 she portrayed this huge in between very in, innocent and, and that, you know, threshold between innocence and an adulthood or, or teenagehood maybe yeah that we often see you know what i mean so i was i was sort of like sad that she was gone from from the series well in the first maybe two episodes yeah yeah first two episodes and then uh, i think flashbacks here and there but yeah yeah, mm. yeah. but so now let's talk about the actor who played Arthur, right? Arthur yes. Perkowski. Yes. Do you know this kid is 27 years old? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Well, he plays 10 years younger than that very well. <laughs> my God. I was stunned. I was stunned when I was looking at this kid is 27 years old and he could have fooled anyone. Yeah. Anyone, man. No, I would have never, never said no. Mm-mm. Nope. It's not like, okay, so like, you know, a lot of American sitcoms will have like 40 year olds playing teenagers or whatever. <laughs> but you always know. You're always like, oh my God, they're 40 years old playing a 12 year old. No, I had no idea. He was almost 30. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was that was I was blown away by that. His name is Adam Vitrzinski, and yeah, is it's like his first big role. He he's been in in some your Polish series here and there, but this is his probably breakthrough, and he stole a lot of good scenes. Yeah, in, in the did, few. He, episodes that he was right he did he his his acting style or or the character he was playing or a combination of the two it felt very 
classic to me, very old fashioned. Yes. Very almost like film noir sort of uh, mm-hmm. kid, you know, like a rebel without a cause and yes. James Dean and, and all of that. Yes. Um, I felt that he did that without like, making it seem cartoonish or anything like uh-huh. that. It was it was a very it was a very interesting portrayal of this character and uh, I enjoyed whenever he was on screen. Yes. I had no idea he was that old. Wow. <laughs> I'm blown away. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like, what? Seriously? <laughs> that is a funny thing, man. The actress who played his mother, her name is Isabella Dabrowska. And um, she has been in shows called, in a show called Ida, another show called Show, exactly <laughs> that, <laughs> another show called The Chairman's Ear, and uh, Nine Row, and uh, lately The Occupation. All of that seem to be things that are famous in Poland but not elsewhere. So what do you think of her, uh, of her character? I thought that she, she's very, very good at the scene in the morgue. Yeah. Because she is, she is capturing very, very much. I can't give anything away, but the scene in the morgue is so good in her acting because she's capturing and has to capture so much of a war of emotions that's going on inside of her and she has to keep a perfectly calm face. That was amazing, wasn't it? It was so good. It was so good. She she is very, very good in this and surprising. Don't discount this character. There's some very surprising things that, that come along with her that she puts in motion that she kind of comes out of the blue with. So... Keep your eye on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, I, the brain of the operation, if you will. <laughs> yes, it, it was her. And as you say, the scene in the morgue is when she shows her chops. Like, yo, I'm gonna act the hell out of this character right here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And uh, we have the kid who played Daniel. His name is Jakub Gola. We didn't see a lot of him. He played a sort of like a, a superficial and one-dimensional character uh, uh, at the end of the day. And, well, yeah. you know, he was there. and yeah. um, He was there and he said his lines. And <laughs> I had, I, he, 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 he never made me cringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in terms of his acting, things his character did made me cringe. But <laughs> Yes. Th- there was... This guy who played the dude that you want to punch in the face the first moment you see him on screen. Yes. And he was Krzysztof Dunaj Severinsky. That yes. was his character. Yes. The journalist father of a defendant who Pavel Kopinski was going after as prosecutor. And this dude fit the description of, of the sleazebag that he played, didn't he? <laughs> he was so good. I'm so glad we're, we're talking about him because, as you've noticed, I've left all the names to you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so, the name is Chesri Pazura. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was so, so, such a good villain. 
Yes. Just such a good villain and such a, a good, I have always gotten my way. I will always get yes. my way. I will continue to get my way. Yes. My way is the only way. And he was so good. And you hated him so much for it. It's just, he, that's a great actor that can make you hate him, in my opinion. There was something incredibly Machiavellic about him. Yes. And the crazy thing is, he incited this very violent sentiment on me. And I was like, if he did that to me, I would jump him right now. He would have to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that was my feeling. Every time this guy confronted Pavel, I was like, what is he waiting for to punch him in the face? Jesus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How much more yes. can you take, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was, I, I was am, amazed by the, the restraint and the the patience and, the, well, I guess restraint's really the only word of, of Pavel with, with him because... Like you said, I was like, yeah, where, somebody get me a stick. <laughs> <laughs> get me a baseball bat. I want to break this motherfucker's knees. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that's all I want. And the other thing is, there was something about his character that was a bit different in that the majority of time, you see villains using means that are, that are obviously more harmful to go after you. Mm-hmm. But he was using journalism. Mm-hmm. You know, he used journalism mm-hmm. as his weapon. And that's not something we often think about as a weapon. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he did. And, and it was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So be and careful, huh? Yeah. And I would argue to far more awful effect than if he was threatening physical harm. Yes, yes, yes. You're absolutely right. A lot of shit was brought to light that I'm sure Pavel didn't want out there. Yeah, yeah. no. And, and it wasn't necessarily because, because it would harm Pavel, but again, sometimes a good villain, I suppose, knows that most of the time, one's weakness is their family and not necessarily your own well-being. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's what he was able to, to do, you know. So, But, mm-hmm. like, so good, this dude. So good. Very, very good. Very, very good. The scene where he is, comes to Pavel's apartment yeah. and drinks, well, pours himself a glass of, of whiskey and then takes a sip and then pours it down the drain because it's not good enough for yeah, him. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and I mean, there's no attention really called to that. It's not like a, a big deal made out of it. It's just one of those side things that I was like, oh. I but really I saw hear. it and it pissed me off. And I'm like, yes. this guy is so pretentious. <laughs> yes. You're yes. going to take my damn alcohol and then pour it down the drain because yes. yeah, you do good? And he poured, him, he poured himself a, a healthy side of glass too. <laughs> yes. That was a good chunk went down the drain. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's the, the kind of observations that we make. <laughs> not cool, dude. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> and then we have a young lady named Kinga Yasik, who plays Monica. And uh, shit didn't go well for her. <laughs> yeah, no. 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 I was incredibly fascinated by an actor there that I don't have a lot of details about him. The old dude 
who played the chief inspector in 1994. Yes. His name is Adam Ferenci. Like he, um, he was terrifying. He really was. He was terrifying to me. Like I couldn't personally be questioned by that dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was, all I kept thinking was if you're 16, 17 years old and this guy with such cold eyes and such a menacing presence is asking you questions, you'll say yes to whatever he asks you. Just like, yeah, I'm guilty. Like, <laughs> I did it. I did it. I yeah. did it. I don't even know what it was, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was terrifying. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about Yasser Koman, the dude who played the, what was it, like the owner of the camp? Is that what you can call him? I would think so. Yeah, I think I think that would be the, because the, yeah, he would be the owner, the the, the manager, the, the, the he ran it. So um, he's been in quite a few things that I've seen, but he I, I did not recognize him. Because he was in Moulin Rouge, which I've seen a million times. He was in Children of Men, which I've seen. So uh, he's, he, he's, he's, you know. He, he probably will be the most rec- internationally recognized because he's, he's, I don't think he lives in Poland. I think he lives in Australia. He's Polish-Australian. And it, it, I think he lives in, in, in Australia. So he clearly gets... A lot more gigs than, you know, Netflix coming and saying, we want to put you here. Um, but I personally am not. I can't tell you what I've seen him on. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, uh, but he was good at it. And he was, he, was, he was very, he portrayed a man with his world crashing around him very well. Because I don't, I don't feel like... It was really over the top. He kind of had that stunned look that you get when you've been hit with some really bad news that you just can't, you know, he he didn't overact it or anything. He 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 took that blow and and it showed in his face, but it, you know, he wasn't rolling on the ground weeping and wailing or anything. He he was just he was he was he was very good. Very subdued performance that I thought was was very realistic. The one thing I can I can say is that at the end of the day, though, his character was a bit a bit darker than I expected. Yes. So all the sympathy that I felt for him, I still felt it. As I, in fact, I still feel it. But I'm like, I didn't know this guy was such a motherfucker either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, he was. He, his character was definitely disturbed. Uh, and you, yes. You, you, you get to that point. You'll see it when you watch it. You know, I didn't feel like he was deserving of any of the things that happened to him. But you know, it was, it was, it was incredible to see at the end of the day how tragic he ends up too. Because I, um, I always felt more sorry for Laura. Than I felt for him because, you know, yeah, Laura was a kid at the end of the day, yeah. And I'm not saying that 
you should be able to, you know, deal with tough shit all the time. But it felt to me like my dude was like, like he just crashed and and left this poor kid to just deal with all of it and, and deal with him too. And that's yeah. how that, that's how the rest of Laura's life went on. And it was, you know, to the point where I hate to be to psychoanalyze the whole thing, but if you if you realize how who Laura ends up marrying, you then understand that there's some issues there. I'm not saying that she couldn't have fallen in love with that person, but you will see what she's in search of more than love. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I'm not going to reveal that because no, not cool. Yeah. So if you had to tell people why they should watch this series, what would you say, Jojo? Watch it for the performances. Watch it for the production. Um, and watch it because I don't think you're going to know who done it <laughs> yeah. you know if you're if you're looking for some and, and also you're not going to know you're not going to know a lot of things that are revealed to you and they are not going to be revealed to you in a manner that's going to make your eyes roll and you're going to go well that that's stupid and that would could never in a million years happen it's going to be revealed to you in a way that you're like oh shit <laughs> right that's the um, feeling that's that's exactly the reaction oh shit yeah yeah, so um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and six episodes is certainly doable. And I just I I loved I loved this. I I loved it. Let me ask you a question, because after I will explain why I'm asking. What did you did you watch it with the English dubbing? Or? No, I. I, I watched it with the the Polish. Uh -huh. I watched it in Polish with the subtitles. That's exactly how I did it too. And I started it with English dubbing, to be honest with you. I did too. And, and then I, I'm like, and I, I'm I not feeling it. it. Yeah. 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 I couldn't do it. There was, it was about, it was a few, maybe 10 minutes into it. And I was like, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to find a way to switch this around. And I was actually disappointed that it started in English because I was like, wait a minute, I thought this was, was Polish. It I'm was confused. my choice, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so I, you know, got in the settings and changed it. But I, I, I like hearing the actors, even though I don't understand the language, yes. there might be a word here and there, but I, I, I don't understand the language, but I can understand the emotion and yes. the feeling and the intent behind the words. Yes. Um, and I wanted to hear the actors as the way they said the lines, not right. the way a voice actor said it, even though it may have captured it perfectly. Yeah. I just wanted to hear the way each one of these Polish actors said their lines and and what what kind of emotion and, and feeling that they were putting out there in these words, even though I don't understand the words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's exactly the reason why I changed it too. And it was uh, in the first 10 minutes, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Cause I, like you say, I want to, I want to see the actual portrayal and the portrayal. Part of it is, is the language. Part of it is, is the emotions that are expressed in the language, even though I don't understand it, you know, 
The only thing I was understanding there is when they called somebody Mr. Something Something and they said Panyi, you, you know, uh, I knew that Panyi is either Mr. or Sir or Gentleman. You know, it, it signifies all three of those things. So whenever they say Panya Kopinski, I know they were referring to him as Mr. Kopinski and so forth. Uh, and, you know, Jin Dobre, Jin Kuye, all of these little greetings that, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I think we can call it a day now. Right, Jojo? I think so. Yeah. So... The Woods is originally written by Harlan Coben, an American novelist. And this version is absolutely fantastic. And it is originally in Polish. And uh, if you watch it, you'll like it. That's all I'm saying. Don't let the whole another language thing fool you. This is... Absolutely riveting performance by a bunch of fabulous actors, including the children, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Recommended how many stars? Mm, out of five, I'd say four and a half. Four and a half? Four and a half. Okay. I, I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to take a moment to uh, ask you to find us on social media we all open there right so instagram twitter facebook and pinterest also you can find us we have a facebook group that we would like you to join you can just look for it kicking and streaming podcast group uh, podcast group on facebook and we're trying to keep it active we're trying we're, we're getting some members in there so you are all welcome just just a few questions to answer and then Boom, you in. What else are you? You can find Jocelyn on Instagram as? Jocelyn Podcast. And me, you will find me as Mr. Puzzetta, M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. Thank you very much for continuing to, co to come back to us and for listening. And if you do listen, if you haven't done so, if you do listen to us on your favorite app, just give us a shout out, you know, recommend us give us a rating so that our podcast can be found by other folks who like to listen to things similar to what you listen yes right yes it's a community and sharing is caring sharing is caring love it love it love it <laughs> for now then we're gonna say thank you everyone and have a good day thanks everybody bye bye honey.